The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to find your podcasts. You know the drill. By now you can find our podcast as part of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel featuring our podcast, Blitz Bills, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, the Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, Circling the Wagons, the Mafia Mavens, and the Nick and Nolan Show. My name is John Boccasino, the co-host of this fine program, being joined by my co-host Jamie D'Amico here as we are getting ready to preview Week 7, the Buffalo Bills at 4-1 and one in second place in the AFC, taking on the winless Miami Dolphins. And uh, Jamie, as we sit here getting ready to break down this Week 7 matchup, I got to ask you, how are you feeling about this game? You know... <laughs> it's funny when you put it that way it's it's all too easy to not be a prototypical buffalo bills fan that has been disappointed time and time again by this team however it's not very often that the bills are four and one and they're going up against a team that's oh and five i would say on paper, I'm feeling pretty good. Emotionally, might be a completely different story. Um, that's why we have uh, the wonderful Robin from uh, <laughs> Mafia Mavens, who is a psychologist. She helps me through those things. But yeah, I, I think I'm feeling pretty confident. What about you, John? Yeah, you know, on paper, Jamie, this should not be a problem for you know the Buffalo Bills to get to five and one on the year. Uh, Miami really hasn't shown you know too many signs of life. They did um, under Ryan Fitzpatrick, the former Buffalo Bill, rally uh, to get within one point last week against the fellow winless team, the Washington Redskins. Uh, game they ultimately fell seventeen to sixteen when they attempted a horrible screen pass on a two point conversion. I just I don't know. There's there's no givens in the NFL. You know, on any given Sunday is the cliche, and you know the Bills. Should win this game, but you know, the Dolphins could present a challenge because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that this guy, even though he's he's bad Fitzy a lot of times and he throws 
horrible interception that really crushes his team. I think he's going to be motivated to come out there and, and lead this Dolphins attack, you know, to respectability um, against the Bills Sunday. But I, you know, you look at the numbers. I mean, Miami's 0 and 5. They've been outscored by 138 points. Do you think it's possible for this team to look past the Dolphins or take them for granted and maybe set this up as a trap game? Trap game is something that I've thought a lot about. And you would think that human nature is that you're going to look ahead. You're going to look over the team that is winless, that is just getting blown out in every game. And you're going to look at the team that was recently in a Super Bowl the following week. It happens constantly in the NFL. But I really like the culture that Sean McDermott is building. I don't think... I don't think that it's possible to have a trap game with Sean McDermott at the helm. I just think that he has his teams really locked in and focused, really buying in on the message that he's sending. I I, I think that when it comes to trap games, if the Bills lose, it's not going to be because they're looking ahead. They're I, I think they are trap game proof. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna copyright that because I, I, I like it. Um I don't I don't see a scenario in which Sean McDermott allows that to happen. Also, they have some very good veteran leadership on the team, especially when you look at guys like Lorenzo Alexander. The Lorax is going to keep people locked in, and I I think Lee Smith is another one of those guys that is going to get in people's faces and say, hey, look, those are professionals on the other side of the ball. Don't take them lightly because they're trying to eat your lunch, guy. What about you, though? Yeah, you know, Jamie, I... Look, I've, this has been my my nightmare scenario. I feel like the Buffalo Bills defense is incredible. The Dolphins are going to have a really hard time scoring and moving the ball, especially with the the outstanding tandem of safeties in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And you got Trey White and, and Levi Wallace on the outside at the corners who are going to shut down and clamp down on the Dolphins passing attack. The Dolphins are a wounded duck out there. You know, they're giving up, you know, 200 plus rushing yards a game. They're getting outscored by 138 points a game. The only reason that I'm I'm concerned is honestly, it's Buffalo's offense. You know, the defense, there's no way I feel like they give up more than 15 or 17 points to Miami on Sunday. But, you know, Josh Allen, he needs to build upon what happened in Tennessee where outside of one really, you know, bad throw off his back foot, he limited those risky throws. He limited the bad Josh Allen plays. And, you know, the Bills ran the ball really effectively. And if I, I don't I don't think I don't Buffalo's not gonna lose this game, I don't think. But I could see a scenario, you know, you look at what this Miami team has done, and yes, they've gotten their doors blown off, but they have been in some games. They were playing the Dallas Cowboys. I believe that game was in Dallas, and they had a chance to take the lead going into halftime before Kenyon Drake fumbled the ball. And Dallas is a pretty good team. I know they've struggled the last couple of weeks, but Dallas is no no pushover. So these are professionals. These are competitors. And I could see a scenario where Buffalo is clinging to, a, say, a seven-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And people are wondering what's wrong with the Bills because this Bills team has not been able to blow teams out of the water. You know, all of their games have been a one or a two-score game. You know, they've all been really close and really competitive. So I would love nothing more than for Buffalo to come out, put a complete 60 minutes together, and just blow the doors off of the Dolphins. I think you're 100% correct that it's going to come down to what the offense does. I think this is the type of game where they have to really manage their turnovers. And with the turnover management, you, you could come away from a win fairly easily. If we see bad Josh Allen, 
if this becomes a three interception game or we see a few fumbles out there, well, that's going to set the Dolphins up for the emergence of Fitzmagic as opposed to Fitztragic. We saw the Fitzmagic, the, the good Fitzpatrick last week when he came into the game against the uh, Redskins and he, he led a furious comeback and they almost won that game. Well, man, is that going to carry over to this week? The way you can prevent that from happening is not giving the Dolphins a short field, and that's exactly way, the way they need to play that. Now, speaking of their quarterback situation, Brian Flores has gone back and forth between Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick a few times this year. I would have thought going into the season that they're tanking anyway. Why not play the younger guy, see what he's got, see if he can develop but last week, they announced that Josh Rosen was going to be their quarterback for the rest of the season. One week later, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starter. What the hell are they doing over there? I don't think the Dolphins really know what they're doing. You know, I don't feel like if, if you really truly believe in Josh Rosen being your franchise quarterback, which you traded a second round pick for the former first round pick, um, which is a good value play for the Dolphins to get him. I had no problems with them trading for him in the first place, but you're messing with his confidence and you're messing with his psyche by playing this yo-yo game where it's, hey, now you're the starter, now you're not. Now you're the starter, now you're not. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is exactly what he is. He's a guy who is capable of catching lightning in a bottle and lighting up a defense for a couple of quarters. And then again, he's going to throw those back-breaking interceptions. Need I remind Buffalo Bills fans, a couple years ago, the Bills host the Jets in the regular season finale. The Jets were 9-6. and six. They need one win to get into the playoffs, and they have to beat a Buffalo team that's a lame duck that had nothing to play for. Fitzy threw three interceptions, almost like he forgot who he played for, you know, for that day. He was confused by the, the Buffalo defense, and he turned the ball over three times, and, and Buffalo pulled out the win and sent the Jets home for the playoffs. And those three were in the fourth quarter, weren't they? Yeah, they were backbreaking. They were on three straight possessions out there where it reminded everybody that, again, as good as Fitzy can be, he is extremely limited. He does not throw a strong deep ball. So I don't know what the Dolphins are doing either, especially if, like you said, they are focused on you know improving this team. The tank word is ugly. I don't know if, if I necessarily – I mean, the Dolphins are not trying to win this year, but football is a sport where I don't think you really can you know, actually tank unless you have no regard for the current 53 players on the roster because the injury risk is so much more prevalent in this sport to tank than it is for, say, the NBA or Major League Baseball. But I don't think the Dolphins are a better team uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center long term. They might be better short term. They might stick in the game a little bit closer uh, with Fitzy in there versus Rosen. But I don't think it matters who um, the quarterback is really on Sunday because, again, the Bills should dominate and should get this win, especially with the, the defense being as aggressive as Buffalo's is. And, you know, if you if you want to talk about an area, Jamie, to start with the offense where we could feel really good about this, it is the running game. And Frank Gore and Devin Singletary, who's looked pretty good in practice so far, I think Brian Dable should, as much as he wants to get creative and, you know, Josh Allen did have that great five touchdown performance last year in week 17 against the Dolphins, a 42 to 17 win. If I'm Brian Dable, I'm keeping this thing simple. I'm not getting too cute. And I'm going to ground and pound and establish the run early because we saw ancient Adrian Peterson run for 140 yards on this Dolphins attack last week. The Dolphins can definitely be run on. Yeah, they can. And it's going to be good to see future Hall of Famer Devin Singletary back in the game. 
Uh, see what I did there? I like that. It's a segue for the, the young superstar, the third round pick. <laughs> it's been a thing of beauty to watch him run the outside, uh, run in the outside zone scheme, especially when Mitch Morse is pulling around and lead blocking for him. I think that you're exactly right. This needs to be the kind of game where you really reduce the number of passes that go out there because, you know, passing while necessary in today's NFL, I would really like to keep the the number of mistakes minimal, hold on to the ball, grab that time of possession. I think that's the winning formula this week. The Bills need to control the line of scrimmage. They need to really establish themselves and and push around the Dolphins, who, again, are vulnerable. Bills can attack them through the air if they want to and do good jobs with those, again, short passes to John Brown and Cole Beasley. You know, maybe you see a deep ball shot again with, you know, Duke Williams. Everything in this game, Jamie, points to Buffalo getting a win. The Bills, again, are 17.5-point favorites. And I feel like what's going to be really fun, I would love to see Buffalo just ground and pound and roll up to a big early lead. And then they can just maybe, you know, establish, uh, get the run has to get going early. The Bills have to establish the run. They easily could go for 200 plus yards on the ground because the Dolphins give up 170 yards per game in the National Football League. Believe it or not, that's the second worst Uh, average rushing yards per game allowed by a defense. So Buffalo should come out. It's going to be a picture-perfect fall day. Temperatures in the mid-60s. Ground and pound and run this ball down the Dolphins' throats. And don't take anything for granted because the Bills should win this game in a cakewalk. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We've talked about the importance of of the ground game. What do you want to see out of Josh Allen for this game? Because again, you know, th- and I've seen a lot of you know fantasy experts being like, "Get Josh Allen in the lineup. He's going to dominate and torture and torment this Dolphins defense." What do you want to see out of Josh Allen against an inferior foe on Sunday? I want to see him just manage the game. I would like to see a bunch of play action passes called uh, when it does come time to throw it. But I want to see Josh Allen develop here. I want to see him work on his timing with the, especially on the out routes. I want to see him make intelligent decisions to look off safeties. And maybe this is the type of uh, pedagogy environment that he needs to really build on his confidence from the Tennessee game. Um, He just, I just want to see him be fundamentally sound and intelligent with the ball. I don't want to see big stats out of him. It's not that kind of week. Um, they they don't need 
him to put up big stats. This is uh, a Dolphins team that gives up a lot of yards on the ground. I also, and this is what I say every week, I want to see him slide feet first and not take any hits. That's all I need from Josh this week. What about you? Amen. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to learn to slide. He's got to give himself up more because, you know, this is – we've seen – we even saw it during the Thursday night game when Patrick Mahomes did a quarterback sneak, um, which is a a pretty conservative play usually, but he was dealing with an injury and his ankle got banged up and the Chiefs are now facing the prospects of Matt Moore, you know, being their starting quarterback for a prolonged period moving forward. As much as I like Matt Barkley as a backup, I do not want him being thrust into the starting lineup because Josh Allen suffers an injury. So slide, get down, and protect yourself. That's definitely agreed. One thing that we need to see from Josh week in and week out. I think finally on Sunday, we're going to see Josh Allen get that deep ball chemistry going. He has been in a really bad slump connecting with his receivers on deep balls. I think Sunday is the day that Brian Dable and the offense finally dial it up and he does get a deep ball or two, whether it's to John Brown, whether it's to paging Robert Foster, who has three targets on the year uh, so far. Maybe this is his chance to finally break out and catch a deep ball. But I think Josh Allen gets the deep ball going. I think this offense clicks. This is a great time for the offense to get healthy because, again, the Dolphins are uh, a very a feeble team. They're They're inferior to Buffalo in every single way. And if the Bills are who we want them to be, a team that's going to contend for 10, 11 wins and a playoff spot, you need to take care of business on this one. I see the offense finally getting into a rhythm and uh, and, and and making Bills fans feel good about both sides of the ball you know, for at least one week. On the defensive side of things, Jamie, this should be a really good opportunity for a lot of Bills. And the Bills are healthy, by the way, too. I want to point out the fact that most of Buffalo's injury report, um, we should see Tyler Croft make his Bills debut on Sunday. Devin Singletary is back. John Brown was back in practice with his groin injury. Matt Milano was recovering from his concussion. So the Bills should be close to full health against this Dolphins team. We've talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick and his turnovers, but how great would it be, Jamie, for the Bills to come out and unleash a vicious sack pass rush that gets after Fitzpatrick and then forces turnovers? Because I want to see the Bills down the the last 10, 11 games of the year. I want to see them get the pass rush going and really continue to be a turnover machine. I'm looking for the Bills to send the pass rush up the middle. We know that Ryan Fitzpatrick is really good at getting rid of the ball. That's what he did under the Chan Gailey offense here in Buffalo. And that's what he continues to do when he's finding success. He's getting rid of the ball quickly. And also, he has no conscience out there. He's throwing the ball whether his receivers are covered or not. So with that in mind, I think in order for the Bills to keep him at bay, they have to keep their eyes on the quarterback and know when he's releasing the ball. I think you're going to see a little bit of zone coverage out there. Um, Devontae Parker, he's a good receiver. Um, but you know the Bills have the horses in the back seven to take care of that. Um, I don't want to see any, any receivers getting behind the Bills, and I, I don't want to see too much of the corners trailing receivers. I, I want their eyes to be on fits because he's not accurate. You don't always know where the ball's going to go, and when he does 
the most damage is when the defensive backs are not looking at the ball and watching it come in and the receivers are making plays that way. I, yeah, Jamie, I, I, I do agree on the zone coverage part of it. And I think that it's important for the, the, the Bills corners to match up nicely with Miami's offensive playmakers. I think that this is a golden opportunity for turnovers to get created. Um, Fitzy does not throw a deep ball very well or very accurate, like you mentioned. The Miami offensive line is pretty suspect, too. Um, between Jamarcus Webb and Jesse Davis, they're pretty vulnerable on the edges. I believe Webb has given up four sacks and 18 pressures so far on the year. So there's, yeah, that in five games, mind you, he's allowing four sacks and 18 pressures. So he's now on the left side, the left tackle position, which means that the Bills and Jerry Hughes and the outside pass rushers, Ed Oliver, should really be having a field day against this Miami offensive line. Get to Fitz force him to make bad decisions, and bury the Dolphins from the get-go. I think that Buffalo can take advantage also of Michael Dieter, um, who is a third-round pick out of Wisconsin. He's given up three sacks and 16 pressures in five games. So you've got three guys on the offensive line that are basically a turnstile, allowing the opposing defensive linemen to come through at will. Buffalo gets a lot of sacks on Fitzy. They force some turnovers, and I think Buffalo is going to uh, to really have a good, a a feel-good performance on Sunday, all-around dominance for 60 minutes. I'm going to segue into our uh, score predictions here for this contest. I feel very good about the game, even though I did mention earlier a scenario where I think Buffalo could be clinging to a one-score lead at some point in the second quarter, maybe even in the early third quarter. That's what I'm thinking with my Bills paranoid hat on because this game scares you just because you think every way you'd slice it and dice it, Buffalo should win this game. So I, maybe I've been protecting myself with those paranoid thoughts. But at the end of the day, Sean McDermott gets his teams ready to play. They're not going to take Miami lightly. I see Buffalo coming out and really making a statement by just steamrolling the Dolphins. I'm going to say Buffalo wins 37-10. to 10. How about you, Jamie? Wow, that's a great score. I love it. The Dolphins are 31st in offense and 32nd in defense. Buffalo is 4-1, but I wouldn't put them into elite status yet, despite that 4-1 record. I think there are a few two-win or two-loss teams out there that are probably still a little bit better than Buffalo. However, they're going to win this game, and I'm seeing Buffalo win this one uh, 24-13. Any way you slice it or dice it, that's a Bills win for the predictions here from Jamie D'Amico and myself, John Boccasino, getting Buffalo to 5-1 and one on the year. We, of course, appreciate our Bills fans checking us out here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Again, please, if you haven't already, make sure to download and subscribe to our family of podcasts on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel. You can also follow us on social media at Buff rumblings uh, mine is at john boccasino that's b-o-c-c-a-c-i-n-o and my esteemed colleague jamie d'amico is at the jamie d'amico for my colleague jamie d'amico i'm john boccasino putting a bow and a ribbon on this fine preview podcast here we'll be back next week to recap buffalo's week seven contest with the dolphins on believe a buffalo bills fan podcast